Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Poritz from Ingenuity Coaching. I help people discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. My mission, to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams, and with my coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit my website at www.myfuturecoach.com and follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash coachandrew. If you're listening live tonight and you have a question, the phone number here is 646-929-2893. You'll be able to listen to the show on the phone, and if you press the number 1, this will let me know you have a question. We also have a live chat room right on the show page where you can feel free to join in. My special guest tonight is celebrity interviewer Kimberly Jesse, known as the Glamourpreneur, coming to you live from Los Angeles. Kimberly Jesse is also known as the celebritypreneur, TV host, Hollywood reporter, magazine publisher. Kimberly teaches women entrepreneurs how to structure, market, and sell their products and services to celebrities and high-profile people. Kimberly has interviewed many top celebrities as well as the vendors who work with and sell products to this market. As a celebrity marketer and branding coach, Kimberly can show you how to celebritize your business and can help you to start and develop your own media empire on and offline. You can learn more about Kimberly at Glamourpreneur.com and at Celebritypreneur.com. Kimberly, Jesse, are you with me? I am here. Thank you so much, Andrew, for having me. My pleasure. It's so great to have you. Thank you. So, Kimberly, you are you ha- you do quite a lot of very fascinating things. Yes, I I uh, I always loved um, highlighting the wonderful things that people do to the world. Uh, and so, when I started interviewing celebrities, I started interviewing them from a perspective of I want I want the world to know the positive things that they're doing. They already have enough paparazzi and all that negative negative stuff around them to highlight all the negative things that they're doing or not doing. I wanted to highlight the good things that they were doing, and I do the same thing for business owners. So hmm. it's it's exciting for me. So we see who you are today. I I've, I mean I've gotten to know you a little bit over the past year, I think. Mm-hmm. And there's so much, uh, like, where did you come from? You have such a diverse background that brought you to this place. I'd like to hear some about that. Well, you know, I I, I like to tell people, I, I took the long road to where I'm mm-hmm. at, to where I am today, because I believed the things that I was told growing up from my surroundings, family, school, uh, teachers, uh, people that I was around, um, and and the way I viewed myself, I believed what people said, and so therefore I did not pursue what I'm doing now when when I should have done it, you know, 20 years ago or 15 mm. years ago. I took the long road and I did the things that I thought that people would like to see me do, and that I thought that I should be doing uh, to to fit in. And I was not born to fit in. I was born to stand out. I was born mm. to make a difference. And so for me today to be being a celebritypreneur, which is a person that works in the world of celebrity and as an entrepreneur. And so for me, you know, doing what I'm doing today, I, you know, there's parts of me where I'm like, okay, I'm late, but I'm glad that I got here. I'm glad that I found the guts to step forward and say, this is what I want to do, this is what I'm going to do, and I don't care what people think. So um, I took the long road, if I hope that makes sense. It could. could you be more specific, though? 
Well, you know, starting out uh, in my career, I started out in the medical field, and I started out in the medical field because that's what I saw my mother doing. She was mm. she's in the medical field, and so I figured I'd do what my mother did in the medical field. Then I realized that I didn't have the stomach for the medical field. I'm in the room with the doctor, and he's getting ready to do a packing on a client, and I had to excuse myself so I could go faint. So I walked out of the doctor's office and went <laughs> fainted in the hallway. So I said, okay, you know what? Let me go ahead and give the military a try. So I was in the military for a bit. And I was a yeoman, and I enjoyed that, and that's what brought me to California. And the bug hit me, the bug that I had ever since I was a little girl of wanting to work in the entertainment industry. So while being in the military, working, and I was, you know, stationed up in uh, off of the uh, coast here in California, and in Southern California, Ventura County, I was, you know, taking the weekends and and you know pursuing uh, things in the entertainment industry to do. And then eventually, I got out of the military and went to grad school and got my master's degree in teaching and uh, in psychotherapy and you know because I had I, I cared about uh, the f- people's feelings and, and why they did what they did and you know so I started picking careers that were easy that I thought that I could do that fit in that was for now that you know that I thought was socially acceptable and that was realistic when really deep down inside I wanted to do big glamorous dramatic outlandish outstanding things um, and, and inspire others to do the same. So that's what I mean when I say I took the long road. And, you know, living in sure. Maryland and Massachusetts and doing the traditional things. And you know what, Andrew? I was never satisfied. I was never happy. I had a boredom. I remember there was a boredom and deep down depression that I went through when I graduated with my master's degree. I mean, here I am, you know, graduating in Boston, Mass., with my master's degree, and at the end, it didn't feel anything like what I thought it should have felt like. I was depressed, I was bored, and I was rather disappointed because when I went and dug deeper, it wasn't really what I wanted to be doing. And even when I bought my home and moved to Maryland, when I got to Maryland and three weeks into my home, it hit me. I said, I'm in the wrong state And here I was sitting here in this house that I just bought. I just bought myself a Mercedes for graduating with my master's degree from college. And I'm sitting there in all this debt that I just put myself in, and I realized I was not living my passion. And it was very depressing for me. Needless to say, two and a half years later, I sold the house, got rid of, you know, put everything in storage and here and and moved on to California. I'm thinking that the the song, Is That All There Is, should be playing right now. Right. (laughs) It was nothing like what I thought it was going to feel like. And so for me, it was, you know, I, I, I tell people, if that's what you want to do, don't uh, put yourself on hold. Don't listen to the naysayers around you. Find people that are doing it. Well, I have to have a degree. No, you don't have to have a degree. Find people that are successful at what you're doing. Find out if they have a coaching program. Hire them. Take the shortcut. Learn marketing and sales and go live your dream now. Don't wait. Do it. Just do it. Awesome. You, know, you reminded me when you're saying that you were doing the things that you thought you should do. Right, and it reminds me, uh, and even add the thing you just said. Uh, my one of my major influences is uh, Anthony Robbins, mm. and my favorite Anthony Robbins expression is like, uh, you know, if you keep doing, if you keep doing these, you should, you're going to should all over yourself. 
You're literally you you are gonna shit all over yourself. <laughs> like you're gonna say the word, you know. You're and I shit love that. I love Anthony Robbins. I love I love his uh, I love his the way he coaches and mm-hmm. he actually he was you know buying his programs and I actually hired an Anthony Robbins coach back in 2003 2004 and that was like kind of what kind of segued me going into the coaching industry because you know I had my masters I was a psychotherapist but I really wanted to you know I was also in the field of really helping people evolve into the persons that that they wanted to become. Not that they were necessarily meant to become because now mm-hmm. you're going back into a should of and I have to and restrictions, but the person that they want to be. And I remember him inspiring me to do that um, by having his tapes and CDs and then I hired an actual Anthony Robbins coach and I went into a 90-day program and then I went to Coachville and you know, so for me, it, it was really, really designing my life and my career. And I tell people, if I had to do it again, I would not have went and got a master's degree. I would have not went and did a lot of the things I did. I would have went and became a TV anchor from the time I was 21 years old. I would have mm. just done that. I would have simply just done that. And you could be an anchor today, but we're glad that you're doing what you're doing. I have to ask you, uh, the a degree um, involving psychotherapy, I have to figure that must help you in some way in, in, in dealing with the kinds of people that you deal with today. Well, it really helps me in understanding human behavior, mm-hmm. you know, and, and why people may do the things that they do and what motivates people and what inspires people and what makes people afraid and what place are they functioning from. You have to look at those dynamics when you're dealing with people because otherwise you'll take everything personal. So for me, you know, it was more around uh, my degree was I, I took my master's and I, I wrote my thesis on oppositional defiant disorder in teen girls, but then I went into families and therapy and really helping families dissolve their issues and really become functional because I came from a family that was extremely dysfunctional. So, you know, it's, it really helped me, you know, with what I do now with understanding human behavior. Um, so, yes, it, it is valuable, but I don't really use it. But at the end of the day, it's like somewhere in the background, it's always being used even when I'm not even realizing it. Mm. Got it. So I'd like to hear that you have kind of these very related but different areas that you're involved in today, right? Mm-hmm. So could you sort of compartmentalize that for me and give me an idea of, like, what you do in each area? Okay, so here's here's my little spiel. I knew, you know, California is very, you know, the entertainment industry is very competitive, I knew coming from the background of already being, you know, I'm a mom. Today's my son's birthday. He turned 22 today. Yay. I'm so happy. Wow. You know, proud of my son. Um, Coming from having, you know, owned my home and doing the traditional suburban life, coming to California, I could not stomach being an extra and and going and, and being an extra and making $8 an hour. And I also, I knew that I wanted to be in the entertainment industry and I knew that I wanted to be working with celebrities, and I knew that I wanted to be working uh, and talking with celebrities. So I created my own magazine, and I uh, created uh, with my, creating my magazine. I was then able to go on the red carpet and interview celebrities. Mm. Okay, so I created my own job, basically, as a celebrity interviewer. I didn't have a major network behind me. I didn't have anyone pushing me forward and saying, you know, let Kimberly be on the red carpet. I created my own magazine. And so with creating my own magazine, it then led me on the red carpet. Before it led me on the red carpet, though, other people that had, um, uh, you know, 
celebrity charity events. Everyone wants media at their celebrity charity events. So right. with me going to those celebrity charity events and interviewing the cast from Grey's Anatomy, it built my platform that when I wanted to go to bigger uh, movie screenings, they were able to see that I had already interviewed some major celebrities. So that's how I was able to then get on the red carpet and go to make bigger and bigger and bigger movie screenings and then having bigger and bigger, bigger celebrities on my uh, under my belt. So I created my own uh, niche, so to speak, because for me doing this, then I also was able to interview a lot of the people that service celebrities. And so I started building my business around helping business owners uh, structure their business in a way that they can actually become celebrity coaches or celebrity, um, uh, you know, service providers because I knew what celebrities were looking for because mm. I interviewed the people that serviced them. So I created a business model called the Celebrity Business Model around that. And I also learned that celebrities are celebrities because they're always in the news. Okay, right. I saw a lot of coaches and people saying, oh, you can feel like a celebrity or you can be a rock star and you can do this. But I've never seen them work, talk to or deal with any celebrities. So they were while they were selling feelings, it's, it's great to sell a feeling, but it's a fraud to a, an extent because you're not working with a celebrity. So you're not a celebrity. Celebrities are celebrities because they stay in the news, whether it's good news or bad news, they're always in the news. And I knew how to keep people in the news. So for me, it was a very unique business model because I had the tools, I had the tips, I had the strategies, I had the inside secrets, and I was teaching that, literally. And I also told coaches, you know, every coach wants to interview the expert. That's a known thing in the coaching industry. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to interview an expert. Everyone wants to interview this person, that person. If you don't have a big enough mailing list, a lot of higher-up, bigger coaches aren't even going to talk to you because it's not a good return on investment. They're not going to really make a lot of money with your mailing list or with your newsletter because, we, or with, with them, because they know that you're interviewing them to give yourself credibility. So I told coaches... Instead of trying to do the same thing everyone else does and therefore you have like a cattle thing going and you're trying to fish from the same pond, why don't you create your own news why don't you create your own magazine, start interviewing celebrities and put yourself out there as a celebrity coach. So I, I was teaching from a, a completely different perspective. So and it worked because I, I made a living doing it. Now this magazine, like where where was it? Was it just a was it a online magazine? It was an online magazine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was. I had actually I had, one was Kimpire World, so it was mm -hmm. my name, Kimpire World, and then the other one was Pink Carpet Celebrity. So mm -hmm. instead of you know being on the red carpet, I helped you create your Pink Carpet lifestyle, where you, Pink Carpet is exclusivity, right? Every year, Victoria's Secrets has the Pink Carpet. They roll the Pink Carpet out, and they have the top angel models go through, and every major celebrity is there on the Pink Carpet. So mine was Pink Carpet Celebrity, and I was, and I got literally got known as the Pink Carpet Chick in Hollywood. That's what I'm known as. The Pink carpet chick literally wow that's very cool and what kind of uh, circulation did you get on this magazine 
Uh, well, I might. I had a circulation of uh, over thirty thousand subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, before Pink Carpet Celebrity, I was already interviewing people for another well-known magazine um, out of New York and Japan called She Unlimited. So I was their celebrity interviewer for, via articles. I was doing articles and interviewing celebrities via articles. And then with Pink Carpet Celebrity, I was interviewing celebrities on the red carpet. So my my magazine it was updated almost every single day when it was in circulation. I don't really do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I now write for major publications like Yahoo and um, you know different ones, Google Publishing, and and there's a couple of other ones that I write for. So I don't, you know, I go on the red carpet at this point as either a contributor from Yahoo or a contributor from uh, Google News. So I even I don't even have to, you know, everyone knows those names. They know those names. Those are well well known names. So I branded myself in a way that now that I have all this, you know, these this footage and this video and all this circulation, I took that and I put those clients now in my normal mailing list of my business and um and and I just and and I now write for, you know, major major online news forums. Okay. Now, what is what is like for you the big draw in the first place about celebrities? What is it that attracts you to that world? Um I love the fact that they had the gall to go out and do what they loved in a big way and not care about what anyone thought. That's what drew me to them. I always wanted to do things with my life that I had to literally lie about and keep a secret because I never had support. Mm. And because I grew up in a very strict Republican family, you know, as a teenager and as a as a youth, you know, I wasn't allowed to listen to music. I couldn't listen to music unless my mother went to work. I couldn't wear pants unless my mother went to work. There were certain things you couldn't do because we were very religious. So I had to keep a lot of my dreams and the things that I wanted to myself. I could not put that out there because we were church people. I went to a Lutheran Christian school at one point. You know, I was in church every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. Not to say anything bad about church and religion or anything like that, but it just goes back to saying that there was so much that I wanted to be and do, but I couldn't do it because I was restricted. I couldn't share that because I was restricted. Mm. So I admired and I got glisteny-eyed or glitzy-eyed when I would literally watch people on TV doing what they wanted. At 13 years old, 12 years old, I remember being a little girl and watching Punky Brewster with her best friend, Sherry Johnson, on TV. And I remember, I kid you not, Andrew, 13 years old, saying to myself, watching Silver Spoons and Alfonso Ribeiro, and saying to myself at 13 years old, one day I'm going to work with these people. Here I am in Springfield, Massachusetts, Okay. Saying this to myself at 13 years old, guess what? I did work with Alfonso Rivera from Silver Spoons. I did talk and went to Sherry Johnson's house from from uh, from uh, from Punky Brewster. A lot of the people that I said that I wanted to meet as a little girl, I've interviewed them and I got to know them today. Well, that's great. Was it Alfonso? Was he also on um, Fresh Prince? He was on Fresh Prince, yes, and yeah. he was also the, the the tap dance kid, and he was a little boy that mimicked Michael Jackson in the Pepsi commercial. Wow! Remember that when that's, he danced and he bumped, he did the glide and he bumped into Michael mm-hmm. Jackson, and so as a little girl, even you know when you go back to the law of attraction and you're thinking about attracting and manifesting, I used to literally sit there as a kid, you know, with the headphones on, listening to Phil Collins in the air mm-hmm. of the night. I was sharing this with my son, literally listening to Phil Collins at 15 years old, 13 years old, listening to Phil Collins and visualizing myself without knowing about visualize visualization, visualizing myself 
in California with no idea, no way to get here, nothing, visualizing myself driving down a highway by the ocean, listening to In the Air of the Night or a long, long way to go. Lo and behold, where did I get stationed when I went into the U.S. Navy? Point Magoo, California, PCH1. It happened. It happened. Because I sat there, I listened to the music, I visualized it, I saw myself driving, I felt it, I believed it, I acted as if though, even if it was for three minutes that that song was playing, lo and behold, it happened not once but twice because I left California after I got out of the military and did not return for 13 years. You know, it, it really it strikes me, that the, the idea of you having been in the military, and I think of, like, you're on the red carpet, and nobody, nobody would picture you as somebody who was, like, holding whatever kind of a rifle you must have been holding at one time. <laughs> an M16. An M16, okay. <laughs> I'm an adventurous person and a free spirit, right? So mm-hmm. I believe in being free and happy and being able to explore the things that bring you wonder, joy, and amazement. So for me, being in the military was just an exciting thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to see what else was out there. I wanted to get beyond my tribe. I was in a tribe of people that were very limited in their thinking, in their behavior, in the way they did things, and I never fit in. And so, therefore, I suffered being around those people because I didn't belong. I didn't fit in. I wasn't supposed to be there. And they were stifling who I wanted to be. So it was clashing, and every now and then, that part of me that wanted to be that would come out, and they would see it, and there would be like an extreme jealousy or just anger that mm. would come from them. So I said, you know what, I'm getting out of here. And I, I, I found a ticket, and I, I, I ran like hell. I ran like a bat out of hell, literally. I was in a relationship that I didn't want to be in anymore. Mm-hmm. I had a baby when I wasn't ready. I was limited. And I said, you know, I was trying to find a way out. I was trying to find a way to get out. And so when that, I got that accidental phone call because the lady called my house, and it was an accidental phone call. She wasn't looking for me. She was looking for someone else. And Somebody else changed. not at your house? You mean a completely Someone else different that, person? that used to have my phone number. And, mm. and I had just changed my number, and that had just became my phone number. <laughs> wow. I had just gotten that phone number like two weeks before. So that's wild that I got that phone call. And when the lady called and asked for the other person, I said, you have the wrong number. And she said, isn't this blah, blah, blah? I said, yeah, but I just got this number two weeks ago. And she says, well, my name is blah, 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 and I'm calling from the U.S. Navy. I said, well, tell me more about the Navy. Next thing you know, not even three weeks later, I was in the Navy. Amazing. So what's meant to be for you mm-hmm. when you dream? It's, you're going to get it one way or another. It's going to happen. It may take some time depending on how scared you are and how much you believe in yourself, mm-hmm. but it will happen, I'm telling you. I came here twice. I live here now. This is my second bid here. And you've been there half for how long now? It's going to be five years I've been back. Okay. So I'd love, I'd love to hear some of the stories that you can that, that you can tell me. I'm sure you have plenty of things you can't tell me. I'd love to hear of either things you can tell me specifically or without the names, but of some kinds of successes you had uh, for people who have worked with you. Well, I had one lady that um, she always wanted to uh, work with Harley. She loved Harley Davidson motorcycles. Ah, okay. She loved. You know, she loved Harley Davidson. She always wanted to be a spokesperson for Harley Davidson, okay? But mm-hmm. she had no way to do that. She was promoting Harley. She had an entire coaching program around helping women take the handlebars of their life 
and uh, take control of their lives, right? Mm-hmm. And but she and and she was and she literally she had a Harley Davidson that was pink. She had a pink Harley, and she always wanted to work with Harley Davidson, but did not have a medium to do so. She worked with me. She created her own online magazine. She went and got her backdrop. She went and got her own pink carpet. She went and got her microphone, and she contacted Harley Davidson in this area and asked them if she could bring her her backdrop down, which is, you know, the backdrop is, you know, all the logos, all her logos, and her pink carpet and a couple of chairs, and interview the different salesmen around the different Harley Davidson's uh, bikes. Guess what? She created her own medium in becoming a Harley Davidson spokesperson through her magazine. Nice. And where, where has that brought her so far? Well, she's enjoying, uh, you know, being able to test drive the different Harleys. She's mm. enjoying being able to, you know, join in with, you know, different philanthropy events where, you know, it's it's all women uh, driving across country for breast cancer or, you know, she gets featured by major news. I mean, it's just, it's really, you know, helped her tap into the things that she really, really wanted to be able to do in terms of working with that specific company. It takes a lot. I mean, you have to literally, you know, um, get hired by Harley in order to even be considered to um, be their spokesperson, and she created her own medium in order to be in, in, by by what I taught her with her own magazine, and and that's and now she's she's also gone to different celebrity events and covered red carpet events. So it's really brought out her brand. It's made her brand more known than it already was, and she's working with the people in her coaching practice that she wants to be working with. And her motto is ta- helping women take the handlebars of their life, take control of their lives. And hers is, and they go through a biker course when you go into her coaching program. So it's a win-win situation that she literally created. It's a very unique. It's, I, I love it. I love what she's done. There's, it's, I could go into so many different stories, but I really love what she's done. And she's gotten bigger interviews, and she's been on the red carpet. And it was amazing for me to be on the red carpet a couple of months back. And lo and behold, she was walking across the red carpet, mm. right along with the actors from Big Bang Theory uh, and all other major celebs, right along with Kirsty Swanson. She was right behind her, literally. I was like, wow. So it was just amazing watching people that I worked with walking the red carpet. It was amazing. I mean, who does that? That was I was just floored. And, of course, I had to interview her. It was, it was a wonderful thing. You know, it was really amazing. It was amazing, yeah. And by the way, you had me at Big Bang Theory. My That's my favorite show. Yeah, I interviewed Alice Amter several times mm. uh, from, you know, the mother, the mother of uh, the son. Um, I've been to her home. Oh, the one that they don't uh, put on TV, you mean? Alice? Is that the one? Which is the, 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 which is the one who you only hear the voice? Um, I don't know who she is, but this one is always on TV. She's the mother. She's the mother of one of the uh, the the actors. What, she oh, plays what, the mother. Oh, she plays what, the uh, the mother from the Middle East. I think it's. Uh, oh, I oh, okay. I didn't. I did not know her name. Yeah, it's, they, they show always show her on. They're like on Skype. That's the thing. They're, they're always show. They, they only talk on Skype because they're in India. Yeah. The show. Yes. So he's always I on a computer screen. It's very funny. Yeah, I I've inter- I've been to her home. I've mm-hmm. I've 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 interviewed her several times on the red carpet and you know, they're always up for different awards and so she's she's really done some awesome things. And so, you know, I've interviewed her more than once. And so it was just amazing, you know, being able to to, you know, uh 
interview my client that was my person that was my client on the same red carpet as her i had just interviewed kirsty swanson a few minutes before her it's just amazing i mean here was my client that had you know was not on you know any red carpet at all on the red carpet being interviewed with celebrities it was just, it's just amazing and so it really you know put spunk back in me to say you know what, what i'm doing works it, it really works it works and it's you know it's for that coach or that person mm-hmm. that wants to stand out. If that's what you want to do, there's a way to do it. And so it's not for the faint at heart. If you really want to make an impact and be seen, it's all about being seen, being you know your branding, being seen, being heard, being known. There's different ways that you can go about doing it without getting lost in the shuffle. Because when you look at business owners, everyone is doing the same thing. Everyone is doing the same thing. Almost everyone sounds the same. And so mine is stand out from the crowd and be the true celebrity of your business. And that's by either interviewing celebrities, having celebrity clients, or staying in the news. And those are the things that I help business owners do. So it was a very different approach to uh to marketing and branding it was a very different and that's why i create that's why i called it the celebrity business model and it's, it's not for the faint at heart i mean you really have to be ready to invest in your life and in your business to be able to do that and and so it's not for the faint at heart right <laughs> could you think of like maybe three or four top tips that you would tell somebody in terms of standing out in their business? Sure. You can start with standing out in your business or creating that presence, um, getting that interview. Well, number one, if you want to be known in your business, you got to stay in the news. So I would tell you to get a publicist if you can. If, you want, if you're really a serious business owner, you want to really stand out, mm-hmm. you have to be seen as the expert beyond just the expert in that specific area with other experts you have to be in the news a lot of people when you know being a you know i worked as i worked with the nba Mm -hmm. doing publicity and publicist work a lot of people when when a journalist is looking for a specific expert what they're going to do is they're going to google that keyword these are tips i'm giving you they're going to google that keyword okay and whatever expert comes up that expert then they're going to click on that expert and they're going to see from Facebook and Twitter, does this expert even have a following? Okay. Right. And then if that expert does not necessarily have a following, then they're going to go on to the next expert. So there's a couple of things that journalists do when they're looking for expert. And so when they Google that keyword and then they pick up that expert and then they bring them in the news, now you have news footage of you being in news. You take that with your publicist and you show other news agencies that I was just in blah, blah, blah for this. Will you interview me for this? So it's really keeping your name out there for that specific thing. So you're becoming a true celebrity in your niche. Celebrities are celebrities because they what? They stay in the news. Mm. Another thing is your brand. Your brand has to stand out. And one of the reasons why my brand stands out, I have a famous cartoon girl. I had myself drawn into a caricature. That branded me and made my brand stand out and made people remember me. Mm. People remember my cartoon girl because she always has a microphone in her hand. 
and she's smiling, and she has pink hair, and she's on the pink carpet. People remember that picture. So my brand stands out, and it's remembered. In addition, I interview celebrities. So -hmm. your brand has to stand out. If it sounds like everyone else, it's not going to stand out. You're just going to be another number in a bunch. You have to stand out. Right. Your your business has to stand out. If you're a life coach, there are a billion other life coaches out there. There sure are. <laughs> and it's not necessarily a lucrative practice. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily a lucrative business. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the, the lucrative businesses are marketing, sales, advertising, public relations. Those are the lucrative act, lucrative, lucrative coaching models. Every there's so many coaches out there that are life purpose coaches passion coaches, uh, life coaches, those are not necessarily bankable businesses. There's so many, then they turn from life coaches and they become business coaches. Well, what area of business will I help you build your business? Well, there's a billion businesses out there that can help you build your business. What bold statement can you make about your business, about your niche, that will make you stand out? You have to be prepared to be bold. I help you be a celebrity in your business. I help you market, brand, and sell your products and services to celebrities. That's a very bold statement sure. that catches people's eyes, that catches their ears. They want to hear more. In addition, my graphics, your graphics have to stand out. So I really tell people having your brand stand out, having a bold statement, staying in the news by having a publicist, those are ways to really stand out in your business. And you have to be willing sometimes to go beyond just interviewing the experts in your field. Mm -hmm. You may want to go ahead and become a journalist or a writer for Examiner and build your own expert status as a journalist in that specific niche. Go beyond it. Everyone, no pun intended, no, by the way, no one, everyone has a blog talk radio. What yeah. are you doing with your blog talk radio that's different? Are you asking me? No, no, I'm, this, is what I'm, okay. this is what I say to coaches. Okay, got what are you doing with your blog talk radio that's different? What are you doing with your business that's different? Mm-hmm. How are you standing out that's different, that's noticeable? So I'm known for saying radical things that are true. You have to think about the radical things that you've done that's true. And use that as a segue, as an attention getter, as a line, you know, you have to catch their attention and then be able to keep it. So that's why I created, because I did try to interview the experts as a new coach, and it wasn't, on, it, was, it wasn't great on their return on investment. So I don't believe in getting bitter, I believe in getting better. So I went and interviewed people that people have actually heard of. No pun intended to the coaches that, you know, didn't want to interview because it wasn't in their, you know, it wasn't in their uh, ret- good return investment. Mm-hmm. I went and interviewed, you know, the cast from Twilight. Everyone knows who Twilight is. I don't need an expert. I interviewed the class from Twilight. That put me as a celebrity interviewer. That boosted my celebrity ranking amongst people that did what I did. Right. So those are, those are the things that I would tell people. And, of course, I work with clients to really dress them up for the media, help them create their brand in a way that it is sexy enough to wear. Another reason why my brand works, I wear my brand, I act my brand. So when people see me in public, they know that it's me because of my Facebook picture. They're like, oh, my God, that's Kimberly Jesse. You're the chick from Facebook. So I wear my brand. I literally wear mm. my brand. I act my brand. 
So if your brand is not sexy enough to act, wear, and be, might, you might be in the wrong brand. Mm. You may be in the wrong line of business. Right. Because you're not even, it's not sexy enough to act, wear, and be, and it's not pushing you to market and make money off of it. At the end of the day, you got to make money. It's not pushing you enough to, to, to market it. It's not pushing you enough to be able to tell people how you can solve their problems and what's in it for them and why they should invest in you and what problems can you solve and how you can make their life easier and sharing your story. If your brand is not sexy enough to move you every day to do the things that are going to help you make money, the money-making things you should be doing every day, you should either be A, doing the things that your clients paid you to do, B, you should be marketing every single day, and C, you should be making sales calls. Give me an example of sales goals. How, how does one do that? Well, first of all, you have to have a relationship with people in order to make people to make a sales call mm-hmm. to them. Okay, so True. if you have a relationship with them, you sit down and you think about what am I, what am I, what problem am I going to solve for this person? What uh, pressing issue do they have, or that they may be dealing with right now? that I may be able to solve. You put a program together, you tell the benefits, and you tell the outcome. You're going to tell what they're going to get and what they're going to feel like after it's done. You give them a call, you ask them do they have time to talk, that you have a program that you haven't launched yet, that you want to give them, uh, that, you, that you want to talk to them about it, that, you, uh, that they, they, you knew that they had a specific problem, you want to talk to them about it, you have something that you want to offer them that will be able to help them with this, pro- with this problem. In addition, you haven't even launched it yet, so you have special uh, a special pricing on it as well. You make the appointment, you talk to the client, you ask questions, you find out what have they been dealing with, where are they in their business, have they been making any money, have, what, what are their challenges? And as you're sitting there, you're listening to them, you're writing down what their challenges are, and then you're making a note on the side of what you can do to help resolve that challenge. And then you offer them your program, and then you offer them options to be in your program, more likely than not, I definitely get the deal for the most part, and I enroll them in my program, and I immediately get their credit card at the end of the of how of of, of the conversation because mm-hmm. I share with them how I can help them deal with their sales or deal with their problems, and I help them create their programs and packages, and you know whether they're going to do a meetup group or whether they're going to make a monthly subscription program, you know. So we go through, and I make daring promises. I tell them, I will help you do that. You need to make $500 tomorrow? I'll show you how to do that. Are you ready to do that now? Where are you with your marketing? Where are you with your sales? Are you prepared to invest in that now? So making those sales calls is very important um, in in, in order for you to be able to uh, run your business. If you're not making sales calls, if you're not um, marketing, if you're not going to the place where your clients may be, your clients, you've got to find where they are on Facebook. What groups do they belong to? Who are they already talking to? Who's your competitor? you got to go where they are. So I go where they are, and I hang out where they are. And then they say, well, who are you? Tell me what you do. And then I share with them what, they, what I do, and then they say, how can I get in touch with you? I give them an email address. Two days later, I got an email from them, two, three people. And that's how I set up the conversation, and then I close the deal. And this is what my life looks like every day, literally. Anybody listening to this right now, I want you to know you just got gold. Literally. Gold. That was gold. So you really have to be doing the things every day. People, my business consists of my schedule, 
I have a calendar in front of me. I have my drink in front of me. I have my phone in front of me. I have I take all the things that I put in groups, the different groups where my people will be hanging out. I have a, a script that I've already rewritten. And, you know, if you're looking for publicity and you want to be a celebrity and you're serious about making an investment in your business and you're serious about being known, here's my website, blah, blah, blah. I have that script. I have that written out already. So I'm doing my marketing. And then I have my marketing that I do on Facebook. I'm doing the money-making things. You have to do the money-making things. Yeah. I know for a fact a lot of coaches are not making one dime. They're not making any money. They just sound great. They sound motivational. They have other people's quotes up, and that's all great. But where are you sharing with people how you can change their life with what you do? Exactly. So you really have to get to the nitty-gritty of what you do, why you do it, how it can help other people, and 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 putting that out there to them. If you're not doing those things on a daily basis, you're not going to make any money in your business. I I don't I don't work a job. I haven't worked a job in almost five years. I walked away from a full time job, and this is what I do. Mm-hmm. What is the the most? You, know, you said you 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 make pretty daring promises. What what would you say is one of the couple of the most daring promises you've ever made? Well, one of the promises, one of the things that I, I make daring comments. So I say it, it's, it's already March of 2012. If you have not made any money in your business, more than likely you won't make any money this year. If, you're not, if you haven't made any money, you need to be talking to me. You need to be talking to me because I want to put a, a sales strategy in your hands and I want to put a marketing strategy in your hands and I'm going to invite you to work with me 30 minutes for not, for six times and I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to tell you the exact steps to do to get you know X amount of dollars in your hands right now. And my it works. It happens. Well, you're getting me excited. <laughs> so, you know, because it, it, it's just a fact. I know for a fact that there's a lot of coaches that are not. Here's the thing with people. They love tons of information. They're information junkies. They don't implement anything. They have everyone's program from Tony Robbins to Jack Canfield to Michael Beckwith to Allie Brown to Kendall. They have everybody's program on their wall. But you know what? They have not implemented anything. They just listen and feel inspired and sit there and just, ah, you know, they're not even doing anything with it. Versus a person like me, and I think it probably goes back to I don't know. I'm an immigrant. On you know, I was I came here you know as a little girl from overseas, and I was always taught you know when opportunity comes, you spring on it, you go get it, you make it happen. And so for me, I act on it. If I'm going to invest ten thousand dollars in a coach, I'm going to go do what she told me to do because I want my I want my money back. So I'm going to do my part. And I end up becoming that coach's best client because I went and implemented. People don't implement. You have to implement it. Absolutely. Because all, this, all the, uh, the desire and the visions and everything else is useless without the action. Right. But, you know, a lot of people just love to vision and visualize and, you know, sit there and just, you know, stay in the light, you know. You have to get up and do something. You have to get up and make it happen. You have to go through that program, write down the things in that specific program that you can do today for that program to work for you. And I know that that sounds like, you know, typical things, but... 
those are the things that people aren't doing it because they're sitting in the they're sitting in the law of attraction or they're sitting in the woo woo stuff. The woo woo stuff may be inspiring you to take action so that it can happen. You have people that don't believe in any of the woo-woo stuff, and they're taking action. They're making money. They're doing what they want. And mm-hmm. then you have people that say, oh, it's not all about the money. Well, why are you doing it? If you're not doing what you love and making money off of it, then why are you doing it? You're doing because well, why don't you do what you love, make money off of it, so that you can create a movement and a foundation so you can give back? I like that. That's what you do. That's, that's what that's I did. That's a great idea. So you do what you love. So you're mm-hmm. living your dreams. And you don't don't be afraid to change. Okay, so I started out with, you know, Dream Girl Publicity. And then that changed to uh, Pink Carpet Celebrity. And then that changed to Celebritypreneur. And then it changed into the Glamour Report. Don't be afraid to change your brand. You have to always be willing to reinvent yourself. It's I reinvent myself all the time. And you have to know who you're talking to. You have to know who you're talking to, who your target market is, what their sex is or sexual orientation is, what their religion is, where do they live, what zip code do they live in, what church do they go to, how many children do they have, how much money do they make. You have to really know who you're talking to, what their problems are. You are the solution. And what are are the best ways of finding that out? Well, you want to look at what you're selling. You want to look at what you're doing. So the Glamourpreneur, here's an example. Okay, so I have the celebritypreneur. That's for coaches, right? I'm helping coaches become celebrities in their niche. But I have the Glamourpreneur, which is a new business model. It's not a new business model, but it's a new brand that I came out with that I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with it. The the Glamourpreneur is specifically a business-to-business brand. The Glamourpreneur specifically talks to businesses that are plastic surgeons, boutique owners, Shoe boutique owners, clothing boutique owners, uh, cosmetic dentists, um, you know, spas. It's helping, it's an online publicity boutique, helping them market, brand, and celebritize. So my competitors, guess who my competitors are? My competitors, the value pack, advertising. Those are at Value Pack and the South Bay, the other book is the South Bay something, that they get these dollars from these businesses to shout and, 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 and advertise their specials. But what these businesses are not doing, they're not building relationship with their target market, and most of them don't even have a social media strategy. They're not consistently marketing, educating, informing, and sharing. They're just simply shouting. 20% off, 50% off. Get half one leg done, the other leg done for free. You know, there's you're not educating people. Mm-hmm. Educate, share, info share. So my glamourpreneur not only keeps them in online major news, but I also keep their marketing going and their advertising all rolled up in one online. So if they have money to pay the phone book. And if they have money to pay value pack, I've done my research. I know what they charge. They can afford me. And I do a, I'm going to make them celebrities for real, for real. Nice. I want to be a celebrity. <laughs> so it's really, you know, you really have to become clear. You yeah. have to know who your competitor is. You have to know what they're charging. You have to know what they're doing. Here's another example. Um, there was a place 
that did that was a barber barber shop that was really struggling with their marketing and but they were a high end marketing sh- i mean a high end barber shop so they were charging sixty dollars for a haircut right mm-hmm. and they were struggling with their marketing right they were charging sixty dollars for a haircut, and people were going there. Then a new barber shop moved in across the street that charged five dollars for a haircut as a special for the first 90 days, took all the barbershop's business across the street. That was $60. Wow. Why would I pay $60 for a barbershop for a haircut when I can go across the street and get the same thing for 5 bucks? right? Took all their business. They had a really tough time with that. So what happened? They, constri- they created a plan, uh, a marketing plan that said, we fixed the $5 haircut. Mm. Guess what? The five dollar haircut business went out of business. <laughs> you can't really support a five dollar uh, haircut for very long, I don't think. Right? They couldn't. You how you how are you going to compete with that? It made people say, "Oh my God, you fixed that. Let me go across to get it done right the first time." <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. So you know, there's a way to even construct your marketing mm-hmm. that you cannot do your competitor without basically out outright saying your 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 services are cheap. Or, or just, you know, why, why, why be the Seven Eleven, uh, Kmart, uh, McDonald's business when you could be a filet mignon type of business? Why don't you boutique and style your business in a way that people hand you their their credit card immediately? Don't even ask what it costs. They just hand you their credit card once you share with them what you do. It's a big difference. Huge value difference. versus pricing. Mm-hmm. So we're down to our last 15 minutes. Again, if anybody's out there would like to give the, the give us a call, we're here at 646-929-2893. And right now would be probably a good time for anybody listening, uh, whether now or in the future, because a lot of people will be listening on podcasts, on iTunes. Where can people find you? Um, well, here's they can go to my site, um, celebritypreneur.com. That's C-E-L-E-B-R-I-T-Y, preneur, like an entrepreneur, P-R-N-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. They can catch me on Twitter, Celebrity TV Host. They can inter- they can uh, email me or my 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 uh, my my partner at info at celebritypreneur.com. They can be they can find me on Facebook Facebook backslash Kimpire World. Um, so there's there's a couple of ways that they can find me. They can go to glamourpreneur.com um, and find me there. So I'm 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 all over. I, I you know there's there's plenty of ways. Um, so yeah, they can find me that way. And they can email me directly too. And I have the two uh, two of the links on the on the show page. If anybody missed that or they can't write fast enough, you can go click on it on my web page. Okay, great. So, um, in in uh, kind of wrapping down now. So, any other uh, thoughts you might like to share about getting started in uh, in becoming a celebrity? Well, number one, you're going to need guidance. So you want to get with someone, a.k.a. myself, or someone that, you know, is similar. And and you really want to look at your brand. Has your brand made you any money? Okay? What's going on with your brand? What's going on with your business model? What's going on with your brand? If your brand has not made you any money, you need to get some help. Okay? 
Um, and so you want to look at your brand. You want to look at maybe recreating and redesigning your brand along with graphics. I am a big graphics person. I love infographics. I love shiny graphics. I love things that are shiny and sparkle. <laughs> okay? So you really want to look at your graphics and mm-hmm. you want to look at your brand. You want to know who you're talking to. Who is this program for? What did I design this program for? Right? So you want to take a look at that. And and then you want to do research. You want to find out what this person's problem is. You want to Google it. You want to see who's solving their problems. You want to see who they're buying from already. You want to find out where they're hanging out at on Facebook. You want to find out where they're hanging out at on Google. You want to Google their problem. Okay? Because mm-hmm. that's how you're going to find who's helping them. You want to look at what they're selling. You want to look at what they're uh, offering. You want to look at what they're charging. Okay, this will give you an idea. You want to create your swipe file. I'm not telling you to go look at people's stuff word for word and copy. That's stealing. Okay, I'm telling you to create a swipe file so that you can have an idea of how you want to construct your company, how you want to construct your business. You want to also look at your website. Is your website selling? Is your website standing out? How is is your website some place that people want to go to, and then they look at it and they're like, "I'm out of here." This, you know, this is so boring. Right. Right. It's just a boring blue website. Well, I'm out of here. I'm not sticking around on that site. You know, does your site have a couple of colors? Is your site standing out? Is your picture on your site? Are there any graphics on your site? And what am I going to get for free for me allowing you to blow up my email? Right. Because <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want, I don't want a bunch of email. I've deleted top email people because I would get emails from them three to four times a day. I'm not doing that. So, you know, what am I what am I going to get? Am I going to get a CD? Am I going to get a free offer? What am I going to get for giving you my email? Okay? So you really want to really get to the nitty-gritty. And also, you know, online marketing is great, but you also want to maybe want to add direct marketing to your business as well. Because God forbid anything happened to the Internet, your database is gone. You know what I mean? You really sure. – you really want to have direct marketing in your back pocket, and I have direct marketing in my back pocket. I just added that, actually. So, you know, it's best to have somebody. So you really want to get dressed up. Right? So when working with me, I'm going to bring you into the – I'm going to stole, I'm going to style you. I'm going to bring you into the dressing room. I'm going to fix up your brand. I'm going to, you know, fix up your graphics. I'm going to fix up your wording. I'm going to make your bold statements. And then I'm going to put you in the news. I'm going to start putting you in the news. And you're going to start creating articles. Uh, educational, informational articles, right? You're gonna get, and you're gonna continue your marketing through Hootsuite, you know, uh, where it's pre-posted and pre, you know, uh, where it's going out every couple of hours. And in the meantime, you're putting inspiring quotes on the wall, and so you have your inspiring quotes going, and then you have your business going. So you're giving people an, uh, an experience in your Facebook. So it's really, you know, it's creating that hub, and then you're in the news. So you know, I, I really create an all-encompassing experience for my clients it's 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 pretty powerful i call it the kimberly jesse experience <laughs> now is there any any uh, chance of say a book or pack cd package or training video coming out from you because you certainly sounds ripe for it <laughs> well i have a i have a program it's it's called the uh, it's called the internet celebrity and it's a program mm-hmm. that i created last year and i've sold mm-hmm. it's quite a big selling program i really sold quite a bit of it and it's on my site it's the internet celebrity program and it really tells you from an information perspective, how to create, how to become an online mogul, how to become a celebrity, uh, how to go from a mom and pop to a a a, a mog to mogulize your business. Right. 
So I, I have that program that people can actually learn the steps necessary. Another thing with working with me is I help people increase their numbers. It's all about numbers. If you want your business to be one day picked up by a TV sitcom, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to look at your numbers. And so working with me, I help your numbers increase as well. So I create an all-around experience in making you a celebrity. Celebrities have a following. Besides just being in the news, you got to have a following. And I, right. I, 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 I implement the opportunity for you to have a massive following. My YouTube handle has over, I think, 200,000 views, literally, wow. in a year. What's your YouTube channel? YouTube.com backslash Pink Carpet TV. Pink Carpet TV. Well, you're going to have another subscriber in about five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Thank you. And also yeah. testimonials, too, and sure. reviews on your site. That's very mm -hmm. important. People want to hear from other people that look like them, that have experienced your services, and, and have success. People want to hear from other people that look like them that have experienced your services and have had success. And in addition, also, uh, you know, if you're working in my celebrity business model, then you also have celebrities that you're saying, can you shout out to, you know, my client? Or So that I really make it an experience, you know, if I'm interviewing, say, for instance, you know, it could be Brad Pitt. I haven't interviewed him yet. But say, for instance, I'm at the end of the interview, I'll say, hey, Brad, can you say hi to my client, blah, blah, blah. And Brad will say hi to my client. My client will say, oh, my God, Brad Pitt shouted me out. I mean, that's an experience, you know. Who's going to do that for you? So there's different ways, you know, to take that and use that in your marketing, literally. Wow. Now, speaking of celebrities, okay, best and worst, you don't have to tell the name of the worst, but best and worst experience in dealing with a celebrity. I have to tell you, the A-list top ones were the mm -hmm. awesome ones, mm -hmm. like Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, my God. What a wonderful, kind person. Corey Feldman felt like somebody I went to school with, and we could just sit there and chat. He was awesome. It was great talking to him. Mm -hmm. Some of the cast from Twilight, though I, you know, I interviewed um, a couple of the vampires and the werewolves. They were so kind and fun to talk to. I interviewed old Hollywood, like Clark Gable's grandson. I mean, mm -hmm. that was huge because it was on around the time that you know it was Gone with the Wind was at its anniversary. I had ABC News contact me on YouTube to use my footage talking to Clark Gable's grandson. L Lindsay Lohan's dad kissed me on camera. It was amazing because I complimented him for something nice that he did for his daughter. Normally he's getting trashed in the news. Yeah. You know, so it was a lot of the A-list celebrities that are kind honorable, caring. I found a lot of the B-list and C-list celebrities, which I won't say names, they were very mean, very very kind of like snobbish and mean-spirited, um, almost, you know, uh, borderline, sure. uh, cut, cut you off. You're like, I, 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 I get example, I was getting ready. I had wanted to, I was at uh, The Rock's uh, movie screening um, for Faster. There was a celebrity's child that I was going to interview. And his public, the publicist was so nasty to me. It was like, oh, no, I don't want, uh-uh, we're not going to interview with you. Two seconds later, Billy Bob Thornton came up and interviewed with me. So it was a celebrity's kid that's not even known that snubbed me, mm. but Billy Bob Thornton, Corey Feldman, George Tillman. It was like I was just uh, repaid with bless, blessings after that. Billy Bob Thornton came two minutes later. Corey Feldman came two minutes later. George Tillman came two minutes later. This was for the movie screening Faster. It was amazing. You know, I've, I've gotten to meet a lot of celebrities as well, uh, partly because I, I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild, believe it or not. SAG, awesome. Yeah. And um, I go to a lot of the screenings where the actors show up, and I got to meet people like Will Smith, 
who was, I'm going to tell you, the nicest guy, a guy who, you know, let's say he can afford to be a real jerk, but he was anything but. He was a nice He's guy. Cool I talked people. to him. I told him a story about him that inspires me, and he listened intently and thanked me for telling him the story. Wow. That's amazing. I love Will Smith. I saw the incident that happened with him the other day with slapping the reporter, and I, I laughed because I could see funny. where he, 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 he held back. You know, I could see where he really, you know, <laughs> he's yes. funny. You could see the Philly come out of him a little bit. You know, he's like, he's like, hey, man, <laughs> he shoved him kind of hard, and then he kind of, like, smacked him, like, with just like a pat, like a kid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, because he could have just wailed. He could have just backed. He, Will, Will Smith has, like, a swimmer's arm. He has a swimmer's reach. He could have just backhanded him across the room and he just kind of gave him a backhand like a smack but it was just it was just the 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 scent of it as I, I laughed i mean even though i could see the reporter was embarrassed but i laughed because he was he really restrained himself and i i i made me admire him even more because he could have really lost it yeah not only didn't. the swimmer's body but remember he trained to be ali yes yes <laughs> he went through serious serious training for that so, Kimberly, I'm going to thank you so very, very much. We have less than a minute, so this hour is sped by. I want to thank you so much for being on my show. It's been great to get to know you over the past year and now to, to speak to you live from across the country. Um, so thank you so very, very much, and I look forward to uh, speaking to you again soon. Absolutely. To, absolutely. To everybody listening, thank you. We will be back here in a week here on Coach's Corner. And thanks for listening. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Good night.